There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we tell you that we are open and we are ready. Speak to us tonight, Lord. We need to hear a word from you, God. I pray that the Spirit of the Lord will be present. Father, that miracle signs and wonders would manifest tonight, God. That you would cause prophecy to move forward tonight, God. That you would speak with strength and you'd speak with power. God, don't let anybody in this building or online leave the same way that we entered into this building. Can I get you to lift open your hands, open up your mouth and say, God, I'm open and I'm ready. Now saturate your own spirit to receive and just take five seconds to worship your God right there. Five, four, come on Atlanta, open up your mouth. Come on YouTube, come on Facebook. Create your own atmosphere. Saturate your own spirit. So that the word of the Lord, which is like seed, can be released and it will produce a great harvest. We are not just hearers of the word, but we are doers also. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Somebody shout, I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. So on this month, let's get into it. I've been teaching you that he's the God of the details. Psalm 37, 23 says that the Lord directs the steps of the godly. Say, my steps are directed. And he delights in every detail of their lives. Everything about you, God is into those details. The color of your hair, it's a detail he's into. The way you look, it's a detail that he's into. Where you grew up, it's a detail that he's into. The school you went to, it's a detail that he's into you. Everything about your life, God is into the details. And uh, today, I want to introduce you. I want to introduce you to somebody. Say, let's have an introduction. I've been teaching you all month about Moses and the children of Israel, but today I want to introduce you to a man that God names Ezekiel. And Ezekiel is a man of God, and I want to get right to the principle tonight because we got to get to the demonstration of the Spirit. God often puts what we need in the midst of a valley, all right? Look at somebody close to you. Say, what you need is in the valley. It's in the valley. 
Now, now watch me. Now, this doesn't sound sexy to start, but I promise you, by the time we get to the end of this thing, you're going to be shouting and dancing in the rain in the midst of your valley. Matter of fact, I want to make sure you're not sitting next to somebody that only praises them on the mountaintops, but knows how to praise them in the middle of a valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because, all right? I, on three, let me just hear those that can praise them even in a valley. One, two, three, go right there. That's the best you got? I said, who can praise him in a valley? Ah, let's go, let's go. So God puts what we need in valleys. In Ezekiel 37 and 1, the Bible says that the hand of the Lord was upon me, talking about Ezekiel. And Ezekiel's name in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it means God will strengthen. Let's stop right there. Sometimes you pray for strength, but God doesn't release it because you're not going to use it. Why would God release strength if all you're going to do is back down the way you used to? Why would you need strength if all you're going to do is give up the way you used to? I need you to know you're sitting next to a curse breaker, a history maker, a line crosser, a boundary breaker. And God's about to give you strength tonight to go do what you've been pinning off for years. Come on here. He's about to give you strength tonight to go accomplish what you thought you would never be able to accomplish. He gives you strength so that you will be able to complete something. I need you to lift one of your hands and say, I'm getting strength tonight. I'm getting strength tonight. Uh-uh. You don't even sound like you believe it. Say, I'm getting strength tonight. I'm he says, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. Which means God took Ezekiel out of what he was in, and he took him to this valley. He took him to this strange place. Which means if you're going to survive your valley, you're going to have to be spiritual. And the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 14, 12, since you're eager for manifestations of the spirit, strive to excel in building up the church. Pay attention. Whenever we hit a valley, these are the five areas that are often attacked. But this is what's going to get you through your valley. Because I need to hit somebody to hear me. While you may be in it, this valley is not permanent. Okay, I need you to just shake somebody's hand and say, this thing is temporary. This is temporary. I, I'm walking through a valley. I didn't come to stay here. Uh, it may be a low place right now, but this is temporary. But this too shall pass. Is there anybody where you got some areas of your life, it looks like there is a valley. Here's your shout. This valley is not going to last always. I know you were sad today, but this ain't going to last always. I know you were frustrated. This ain't going to last always. I know your money been a little tight. It's not always going to be that way. I know your focus has been on it's not always going to be like that. Let somebody say it's temporary. But you have to be spiritual in the valley. So he says, excel. If you want to be spiritual, he says, this is what you have to excel at. Number one, time. Faithful church attendance, whether that's in this building or online. Number two, talent. That is serving. You've got a gift. You've got a talent. You've got a skift, a skill. You've got an ability that God says, I want you to give me that. Because for some of you, your serve is why you survive. The only reason you're still standing is because while everybody else was running, doing their own thing, you were serving. Come here. And while everybody else was saying, well, listen, I'm too busy. You said, I'll serve the Lord. Don't be mad at somebody that serves, that God promotes. Because Jesus said, the greatest among you will be the one, the servant. Which means when I use my gifts, talents, skills, and abilities to serve God's house, God says, I'm going to make sure that greatness tracks you down. I wish you'd elbow somebody close to you say, greatness is about to come get you. It's about to come get you. It's about to come get you. God, I just need three faith people. I got one right here. If I could just give me, come here. I got one right here. If I could just give me two more faith people in the building, say greatness is about to come get me. It's, your name's about to be brought up. Favor's about to find you. Opportunity's about to open for you. Greatness pursues those that serve. Greatness is coming to get you. Let's go. Let's go. 
time, talent, next, thirst, your prayer, praise, and worship. Why is that such an important factor? Because God is used to this atmosphere. He's used to an atmosphere. The Bible says that he's enthroned on the tehillah or the singing of his people, which means when worship is going on, this is not your opportunity to watch them sing. Even if you don't know the lyrics, even though we put them on the screen for you, even if you don't know the lyrics, this is your opportunity to open your mouth and say something. Why? Because I cannot praise him for you. I cannot give him glory for you. Your neighbor cannot do it for you. Can I be honest? Why would God go to an atmosphere where it feels like he's tolerated instead of celebrated? God does not visit cold, dead church services. And don't think that a crowd means that Christ is there. Don't think that just because people are in there that God is in there. Watch me. You can have a rock concert with people shouting. That don't mean God is in the building. But when the saints of the Most High God gather, God says, I heard a sound down there at 4479 South Atlanta Road, Southeast. And that sound made me get off my throne to come see what's going on. Come on, lift your hands and let's create an atmosphere. Say it again, say let's create an atmosphere. So what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? Whenever you go through a valley, watch me, one of the things that can hit you is your prayer, praise, and worship. You don't want to pray, you sure don't want to praise, and you sure don't want to worship. Because Lord, I'm trying to figure out why am I in this. I'm trying to figure out why am I going through this. But because he's the God of the details, Yolanda, this means that even if I'm in it, I know it's for my good. Even if I'm in it, I know it's going to work for me. It don't feel good, but it's working for my good. It don't look good, but it's working for my good. I wish it wasn't happening to me, but it is working for my good. Let's go. It's prayer, praise, and worship. Next, treasure. Say faithful giving. This is part of being spiritual. When you're going through a valley, let's be honest. Most of us, when we go through a valley, we want to hold and be tight. Not just with God, but with people too. You, listen, somebody asked you for something. Listen, I ain't got nothing on it. I can't help you. But what if I told you your way out of what you're in is you got to release because that's how you see increase. And I'm not just talking about money. Somebody say it's bigger than money. <laughs> for some of you, watch me. Even though you don't feel joyful, you're going to have to release joy. Even though you don't feel like shout, you're going to have to release your shout. See, your increase is always in what you release. And then finally, 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 it is your testimony inviting others. These five T's that I teach, this is what it is to be spiritual. If you study the Bible, these five things are what are found to be most important to God. And the first thing that God does when he brings Ezekiel into a valley is he says to him, you need to be spiritual. You're going to have to keep your time right. You're going to have to keep your talent right. You're going to have to get your thirst right. You're going to have to have your treasure right. And you're going to have to have your testimony right, inviting other people. Question, how many people know the Lord because of you? And let me just set the record straight at the, in these interest services. It is not my responsibility to produce sheep. Sheep produce sheep. It is simply my job to make sure that when you come, you're going to eat good. Y'all are going to say nothing. And you can't say that you haven't eaten good in these last eight services that we've done here. You can't say that God didn't release a word and he did not speak to you. I pray that God would stir up the desire for you to invite other people. I pray that God would stir up the desire for you to witness to other people. We are not just supposed to sit on our blessed assurance and do nothing. But we were sent so that the world might know. And there's plenty of people in your city, on your job on your block that need to know the Lord. Would you tell somebody close to you, say, stir it up, Lord, stir it up, stir it up. When you're in a valley, these five things are attacked because these are the things that really prove your spirituality. Tongues don't prove your spirituality. That's a gift. 
Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Shouting is good. Watch me. And that's part of your spirituality. But these five things are what get hit whenever you hit a valley. So God tells Ezekiel, the moment Yolanda puts him in the valley, he said, you're going to have to be spiritual. Which means don't let anything get you off of these five T's. Let's get to the next verse. Part of the verse. And he set me down in the middle of the valley. Let's start right there. It was God that directed Ezekiel's steps to a valley. For some of you, you think that any valley means something's wrong. What if I told you a valley, it doesn't mean something is wrong, and a low place does not mean that God has left you. Sometimes part of your journey requires you to go to a valley because there's something in the valley that you need. Okay, I'll preach my own self, Hallie. See, for some of you, like, why do I feel this way? Could it be that maybe there was something in that feeling that you need to find so that you could address so that it doesn't track you down later? Could it be that in that valley, there were some people you needed to figure out weren't really your friends? Let me pause right here. You can never, ever lose a friend. The only thing that happens is that they finally reveal who they really were in the first place. But you wouldn't have found that out unless you were in the midst of a valley. He set me down in the middle of a valley. Say in the middle of it. In the middle of it. What do you do when God drops you in the middle of a mess and says deal with it? What do you do when God drops you in the middle of a crazy situation and says deal with it? What do you do when God drops you in the middle of something that you didn't ask for but it's evidently necessary for you to go forth and then he says deal with it. If he put me in the middle of the valley, pay attention Jermaine, watch me. If this is the beginning and that's the end, he drops me in the middle, watch me. It's the same distance from the beginning as it is to the end and I came to tell somebody you cannot quit now why because it's the same distance to make it all the way out as it is to go back to the beginning I wish you'd touch somebody close to you say you cannot quit now oh God oh God I need you to strengthen somebody tonight God I need you to strengthen somebody tonight is there anybody in this building or online where you've been feeling a little weary in some areas you've been feeling a little wore out in some areas would you shout and say I can't same distance, same distance. He put me in the middle of the valley. It's the same distance from the beginning to the end. Pay attention. And what does he put him in a valley of? Bones. Why? Why bones? Why couldn't you give me some bodies? You missed it. Why bones? Why couldn't you give me something that was already built? Huh? See, for some of us, you look at other people's lives, and we'll look at what they were handed, and we'll say, I wish God handed me that. Okay, am I the only one? Would you look at somebody else's life? You're like, Lord, now could you? Lord, I'm not hating. I'm not jealous. I'm not angry. But doggone, how is it that you could have at least gave it to me assembled? But he gives you bones that are disconnected, which means what you're about to do is going to require some assembly. Let's talk. You're going to have to put some pieces together. I want to talk to some of you. Watch me. Where you're such a control freak. Let's be honest. And you like everything to be done a certain way. Let's be honest. Sometimes God will put you in the middle of a mess where assembly is required. You're going to have to take some different pieces and you're going to have to put these things together. You're going to have to get on Google and click, click, clackety, clack and find your information. You're going to have to make some calls. You're going to have to get uncomfortable. You're going to have to go down there and see them because they ain't responding to your email. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Assembly is required. He put me in the middle of a valley of bones. Verse 2. And he led me around them. Pay attention. Not only did he put me in the middle of this, but then he's making me walk around this. Okay. But watch me. But because I'm spiritual, even though I feel like I'm going in circles, I got my praise. You know what? You know why I ain't distracted? Got my praise. 
I don't like the way some of y'all are looking at me. I got my praise. How come you haven't given up? Because when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, I got my praise. Why why haven't you given up? Because I'm still serving and I know I got an obligation. And I know even though I don't feel like it, somebody's depending on me to do what I said I was going to do. I got to be faithful. Why are you not mad? Why are you not mad? Because I'm still spiritual. Even though I got a circle around these bones, I'm a faithful giver. And because I'm a faithful giver, I know that I'm going to flourish. Which means any moment God's about to make it right. Okay, I wish. Would you touch your neighbor? Say, say, keep it moving. Let's go. He made me, he made me circle around the bones. And then he got me caught up in the bones. And look at this. And it's not just a few things. It's a lot. Look what the verse says. It's very many. Have you ever been in the middle of something you didn't ask to be in? And you're dealing with it, but you're walking in circles. Like, I've been through this before. But the difference is, watch me, but I got a strength now that I didn't have the last time I circled around. See, the last time I circled around, watch me, I thought something was wrong. But this time when I circled around, I said, evidently, there must be something more in this valley that I'm supposed to get. He says, and behold, there were very many. What does this mean? More problems, more purpose. Okay. Now, everybody can't praise through here, and I'm totally okay with that. I'm almost done. Uh, If you don't have a lot of, and what is a problem? Problem doesn't necessarily mean something is wrong. It just simply means there's something that's a challenge. Okay? Okay, pay pay attention. You don't understand the reason you have a job or, or a career or you're like your neighbor and you create jobs for people? Y'all missed it. You ain't trying to get one. You create them. You want to know why? It's because you solve a problem. You want to know why there's still company in business? Because they solve a problem. You want to know why? Sure. You want to know why sure is in business? They solve a problem. You want to know why Apple keeps getting money from us? You want to know why? Because they solve a problem. Uh-huh. You, you want to know why you have a job or you create jobs? It's because you solve a problem. So for some of you, when you run from problems, watch me, you run from income. When you run from problems, you run from increase. Because the more problems, this means the more purpose. Now this ain't for everybody, but for those of us that you're like, it's an issue over here, issue over here, issue over here, issue over there. We're about to shout, watch me, because what we were stressed out about, we just found out it's about to pay off. One, two, three, shout in this building. More problems, more purpose. More problems, more purpose. More problems, more purpose. Come on, you two, more problems, more purpose. Come on, Mercedes, more problems, more purpose. Elbow somebody say, more problems, more purpose. We see it, we gotta go. We see it, we gotta go. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And then it gets worse. Hold our bones and they dry. Which means, pay attention, dry offends God. Y'all quiet, I just got Okay, now I know, listen, I'm good. Ask me, uh, what does dry mean? It is lacking substance, it is lacking life. It is lacking vigor. Look at me. You've been through too much to live a dry life. You've been through too much to have a dry praise. 
You've been through too much. Watch me to have a dry relationship with God. See, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I find myself complaining and being negative, all I got to do is start remembering all of what he's done for me. And where I was dry, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I don't need a praise team. I'll take myself in. I don't need a band. I'll shout myself. I don't need anybody to help me. I'll give him glory on my own. Lift your hands and say, Lord, don't let me be dry. So, so, so. So he's in a valley of dry bones, and bones sounds really interesting and intriguing. And then when you begin to look at the definitions, it, it goes into great revelation. Because the first definition of bones in Hebrew, language of the Old Testament, he put me in a valley of myself. Y'all ain't gonna talk? He put me in a valley to make me deal with me, because I can't see me on a mountain. I can only see me in a valley. Valleys create shadows. So I can only see me while I'm in the midst of a valley. He set me in a valley of myself. Whenever you find yourself in a valley, God says, there's some stuff with you I want to deal with. Because you're quick to tell everybody else what they need to do. God says, but I'm going to let you go through a valley because we're about to deal with this attitude. <laughs> we're about to deal with this doubt. We're about to deal with this fear. You say you believe, but you really don't believe. You ready? We're going to deal with this church hurt from your past. Let's talk. We're going to deal with this relationship hurt from your past. We're going to deal with it. Psalm 38.5. My wounds stink and they fester. They... You want to know why some people are just so funky? Not literally, but if it fits. You want to know why? It's because, watch me, it's because they're wounded. And wounds always stink when they haven't been treated. This is, why, this is why you meet some people like, what is your problem? They're hurt. And hurting people always hurt people because that's all they know how to do. They want somebody else to feel what they felt. That I came to tell somebody tonight, watch me, the wound you walked in here with, that thing is going to be bound up tonight. I know exactly what I'm saying. I know exactly who I'm preaching to. The wounds you walked in here with, you can't walk out of here with. The wounds you logged online with, you can't walk out of here with. God's about to release a healing. And what you've been holding on to for years, you're about to release it tonight. You're about to be like Joseph. What you meant for evil, God. I dare you to get up out of your seat and turn around one time. Like, you meant it to kill me. You thought I was going to lose my mind. You thought I was going to give up, but God for my good look at me self 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 sabotage he set you he set you he set you he said can you put these just pretend come on just pretend he set you in a valley oh you finna come on come on anyone that is deceiving he set you in a valley of you makes you look at you and says now here's your greatest fight you wanna know who your greatest warfare is it's with you Sometimes your greatest enemy is your inner me. So watch me. The devil, the devil, the devil. You, you fight. You. You dealing with you. You dealing with your childhood issues. You dealing with your mama issues. You dealing with your daddy issues. And to the people who say, I don't have those, you have the most. Because denial, watch me. Watch me. Ignorance must be bliss. De de denial must make you feel good because it's easy to say somebody else has an issue and never address the fact that you got an issue. So what does God do, man of God? He sets Ezekiel in a valley and says, you are about to deal with yourself. Watch me, because Ezekiel, you are not going to self-sabotage again. 
Ezekiel, last time you were in a valley, you gave up in the valley. And I needed you to get what you needed because everything you needed was in the valley. Last time you got to this place, you quit. I need you to get that punk up out of you and push on through. What I mean by punk, that means where you give up. Last time, watch me, you started talking crazy to yourself. And this time, Ezekiel, I need you to say, but I am a mighty man of God. I need you to begin to speak to yourself. I am the healed of the Lord. I'm the head and not the tail above only and never beneath. All things work together for my good. But number two, number two, number two, he sets you in a valley, watch me, of the same. Bones here means self, then it means the same. Ezekiel, I'm going to have to let you deal with some of the same stuff because you did not get it the last time. And you were just so happy that it was over. You never got what you were supposed to get from it. Oh, God. Song of Solomon 2.15. Uh -huh. It says, catch us, the little foxes, uh -huh. the ones that spoil the vines. They destroy the connection between the soil and the grapes. Pay attention when they're ripe, which means little problems will start showing up uh -huh. when it's finally time for you to have fruit. I'll talk over here because they don't shout over here. Have you ever noticed that, watch me, that things can be going great. You'll be like, this is good, this is good. Then all of a sudden, all these little things start popping up. When little things start popping up, this is an indication, watch me, that your fruit is finally ready to manifest. It's right here in your Bible. For our vines have tender grapes, which means there's something I'm ready to produce. But now all of these little things that, watch me, it's the same old same that keeps popping up. And for some of you, watch me, God says, you're going to deal with the same, watch me, until it changes your response. Because until your response is different, watch me, you keep getting stressed and instead I need you to smile. You keep getting upset and instead I need you to handle it different. Valley of the same, valley of self. Here's the next one. Valley of, you ready? Pains. Pay attention to the screen. It's plural. It ain't one pain. It's pains. And a lot of that pain is hit yourself. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You've done a good job. They never know when they're going to get caught up. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. Okay. Watch me. See, a lot of your pain is self-inflicted. Bishop, I can't believe they did that. I can't believe you didn't look at the red flags. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me tonight. Bishop, I can't. I can't believe. I can't believe that. I can't believe that I'm going through this. I can't believe that you're not. You did say God's gonna do something great. Okay, well, well, the, well the, the greater the purpose, the greater the pain. There's no one that God ever used greatly that he didn't allow pain to be inflicted greatly upon to. Joseph, I'm going to use you to be the first prime minister of all of Egypt, but your pain is going to come from your own brothers. And it's a trip, because Joseph, you would expect that it would come from a stranger. It's not going to come from a stranger. It's going to come from your own flesh and blood. It's going to come from people who watch me, who you changed their diaper, who you wiped their nose, who you shared your Pop-Tart with. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Uh, ask me. Look at me. Look at me. Isaiah 66, 9. I'm almost where I need to go. I will not cause pain. Shut your mouth. This is God speaking. I will not cause pain. Okay, just Guys, we're not Catholic. Y'all should have told me I could have worn my robes. I'm going to talk over here. This God talking. God says, I will not cause pain. I'll talk over here. This God talking. God says, 
I will not cause pain. See, okay, middle section. I will not cause pain. Bishop, why are we responding like this? Because God could have stopped it. But God allowed it because there was something you needed from it. Only mature people can do this next thing. With no music, who can thank God for the pain he allowed you to go through? Everybody can't praise him. But mature people can praise him. You ought to thank him that she lied. Thank him that they stole. Thank him that you were betrayed. Thank him. I will not cause pain without allowing something new and better. Somebody said, where you finna go? New and better. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me? Well, y'all ain't gonna talk to me? I need you to wave goodbye. Come on, literally do it. Wave goodbye to your past. Wave goodbye to every painful situation. Why? Because something new and better is about to show up. I, I ain't even mad at you no more. I was for a while, but I stopped tripping because I realized he allowed the pain to bring me somebody new and better. Come here. You're about to get a new and better circle, a new and better job, a new and better car, a new and better house, new and better friends, new and better release of praise, right? Come on, say new and better. Say new and better. I need you to go shake three people's hands. I'm almost done. Say new and better. It's going to be new and better, son. It's going to be new and better, Mercedes. It's going to be new and better, Bishop Kevin Foreman. It's going to be new and better. <laughs> I will not cause pain without allowing something new and Which means pain is a womb. Pain is a womb. Pain is a womb. Which means this is going to produce something for me. And for some of you, the best thing that could have happened to you was this unpleasant experience. You didn't know he was a healer until you went through some pain. You didn't know that he could sustain you until you went through some pain. You didn't know that he was real until you went through some pain. You heard other people tell their testimony, but you, you didn't know he could keep you. I feel like preaching now. He could keep you from suicide until you went through your pain. You didn't know that he could keep you from throwing everything away until you went through your pain. Which then shifts us to the last two definitions of pain. Or excuse me, of bones. The last two definitions of bones. Here, here it is. Strength. How is it that when I, my valley makes me deal with myself, some of the same, and some pains, multiple pains in multiple places, by the way. See, if everybody's saying, Lord, can I just get a break? No. You're going to have to deal with multiple pains in multiple places. Okay. You have to deal with multiple places. We have medical people in the building. Uh, Sometimes they'll say, well, listen, since we're already going to be operating on this, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. while we got you open, y'all yeah. 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 in other words, God says, since we're already over here dealing with some stuff, let's just go on and deal with it all. Because what you're going through now, come here, Exodus, you will never, ever see this again. 
I need to prophesy to just three people in the building and online. The pains you're dealing with today, this is your last day dealing with them forever. I ain't talking to everybody, but I'm talking to somebody. 1 Samuel 3.19, and the Lord was with the man of God and did not let one of his words fall to the ground. I just need you to say, I'll never deal with this again. You better get a snapshot of me right now because I'm never, ever dealing with this particular pain. Bones, I'm done. Last two. Last two. Bones represents strength or means strength in Hebrew. Strength, 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 strength. Now remember, Ezekiel's name is God will strengthen. This means I'll give you the strength and I know you're going to use it. But I'm not going to give it to you if you don't need it. Uh, I t- I take, I've been taking um, these, these vitamins. And, uh, and I've been taking them since 2013, um, and uh, they, they're really, they're great. I mean, when I don't take them, I can tell. I mean, I'm focused. The moment I take them, it's like, I can focus. I got energy. But here's what I discovered, Jermaine, is that when I take these vitamins, um, if I don't do anything after I take them, but just sit there, it's the opposite effect. All of a sudden, where I went from strength and energy and focus, all of a sudden now I'm tired. Okay, you missed it. You missed it. Because if I wasn't going to use the strength, there was no purpose in me having the strength. And for some of y'all, you keep praying for a strength that you never use. So it has the opposite effect. So now you're tired. Now you wore out because God overloaded you with strength, but you didn't go do anything with it. Lord, just give me strength for what? You ain't going to do nothing but sit at the house all day. No, Lord, give me strength for what? You're not going to handle the issue anyhow. So look at this, Ezekiel 37, 3. There's only one definition after this. And he said to me, son of man. Son of man is a Hebrew phraseology that simply means born of a woman. Can these bones live? Now, why is God asking a question to a man? God never asks questions because he's going to learn something. Ezekiel wasn't going to say something like, for real? Wow. That's good. That's good. He, he was only asking a question because he wanted to see where Ezekiel's mind was. Because he was saying, Ezekiel, are you ready to come out of this yet? And if you don't answer right, I'm going to send you right back again for another circle. keep going in circles. He says, so let me, let me ask you a question. Because Ezekiel, aren't, aren't you, I sent you there, but aren't you tired of this? Ezekiel, uh, there's something you need in the valley, but like, aren't you tired of being sick and tired about the same thing over and 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 over again and over again? He says, Ezekiel, I need to see if your mind is right. So he says, Ezekiel 37.3, and he says to me, son of man, say your name. Can these bones live. Can this pain produce something new and better? Can this same old saying become something new and better? And will you stop self-sabotaging and talking yourself out of? Can these bones live? Ezekiel answered, Oh Lord God! You know. Now, now, this is crazy because this is a yes or no question. But he answers saying, God, you know. 
In other words, he said, Lord, you tell me whether or not I'm ready to come out. I'll talk over here because they don't talk over here. In other words, he said, God, I've matured to a place where if I ain't ready, I'm good. I've matured to a place where if I need a little bit more training, I'm good. I've matured to a place to where I accept your will for my life. I'm not competing with nobody else. I'm not fighting with nobody else. What you want for me is what I want for myself. You got to be like that girl on Coming to America. Well, what do you like? I like whatever you like. Well, what do you like to eat? I like whatever you like to eat. Where do you like to go? I like to go wherever you like to go. What do you like to do? I like to do whatever you like to do. Bark like a dog. Hop on one foot. He said... He said, Ezekiel, you answer right, boy. He said, because you know that I know. I just need to know that you know that I know. See, you talk about a supernatural God, but you live a natural life. And for some of y'all, your valley is about to introduce you to your supernatural God. Ready? Joel 22, 28, you will decide on a matter. And it will be established for you, and light will shine on your ways. When he said, oh, Lord God, you know, it was a decision. And for some of you, you ready? Here's what God needs to get out of your valley. He needs a decision from you. Because your decision has been pending somebody else. And God says, I just want to know whether or not you're going to do it or not. I ain't worried about what they're doing. I ain't worried about who ain't with you no more. I ain't worried about who walked away. I'm not, I want to know if you're going to do what I said to do. Which brings us to the final definition of bones. He set me in a valley of myself. He set me in a valley of the same. He set me in a valley of pains. He set me in a valley of strength. Finally, he set me in a valley. If you don't shout off this last one, that's okay. I got two shouters right here. He set me in a valley of wood. Why he put me in the valley of wood? Well, what do you need wood for? Unless you're about to build something. What if what's ahead, watch me, what if what was ahead was going to require, I already talked to you, some assembly. It's going to require you to build something. It's going to require you to do something, watch me, but you're going to have to get a little dirty. It's going to require you to do something, you might have to wear a hard hat because you're going to deal with some people that try to work your, okay, let's. I need you to touch somebody close to you and say, I'm about to build something. I'm, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. You're about to build a life you don't need a vacation from. Your life is good, but you're about to build one that when everybody else looks at it, they say, I want your life. And you'll say, it was my valley that got me this. It was my valley that got me here. Ezekiel 37 and 4, last couple of verses, it says this. Then he said to me, he says, okay, since you, since you answered right, in other words, you ready. And I just need you to tell yourself, you ain't touching your neighbor now. I need you to touch yourself, say, You ready? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Atlanta. And I know up here I can't really hear you down there. All right? I can't really see you down there. But I, but I got to feel you up here. Okay, just, just say this to yourself. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Then he said to me, okay, cool. You ready? All right, let's start building something. Prophesy over these bones. Look at me, look at me. I'm not going to do this for you. I gave you the wood. You finna do this for yourself. Oh, my God. See, too many Christians are praying, Lord, do it, Lord, do it. And God is like, oh, God. Ninja, I gave you the wood. I'm going to need you to build this yourself. I gave you the tools. I'm going to need you to do this yourself. I gave you the resources. I need you to build this yourself. Would you please touch somebody close to you and say, build it yourself. 
to do it. He gave me the wood. I'm about to get to work. You're about to build your business. You're about to build your future. You're about to build your life. You're about to build yourself into a millionaire. By this time next year, I feel like prophesying. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm about to build something. Let's go. Ezekiel 37 and 4. He said to me, you do something. Prophesy over these bones, which means you have authority over this stuff. You have authority over yourself. You have authority over going through the same stuff. Watch me, watch me, watch me. You have authority over your pain. I just feel some type of way. Tell yourself to feel another way. Because this way ain't helping you. But I just feel like cussing somebody out. Well, you can't do that right now. So tell yourself we can't do this right now. You have authority over your pain. Well, it really hurt. Well, tell yourself that right now it ain't the time to cry. Sometimes you're going to have to tell yourself, watch me, I got to wipe these tears from my eyes. I got to square my shoulders up and I got to get out here because I'm working on something. And he didn't tell me it was going to be easy, but he just told me he'd never leave me and he'd never forsake me. He didn't tell me that everybody was going to like me. I don't want everybody to like me. No, how. That means you're cheap and not. Come on, somebody say, I have authority in my voice. You prophesy over these bones. You prophesy over your own strength. So I prophesy. So I prophesy. Say your name. So I prophesy. Say your name. So I prophesy. Say your name. As I was commanded. And as I prophesied, stop right there. He didn't just say it once. He kept saying it consistently. Because the first time he said it, the bones was like, We ain't finna do nothing. Have you ever noticed the first time you begin speaking right, talking right, that it seems like you get some backlash? Oh, God, I wish I had faith people in this building. Can I tell you, it's supposed to be that way. Because if you're going to walk in authority, watch me, it has to be tested. (laughs) If you're going to walk in power, it has to be tested. So it's going to clap back, watch me, and give you backlash just to see if you're going to back up or you're going to step up. And I wish I had somebody beside myself in this building. Somebody say, I'm not backing up, but I'm stepping up. Mess with me if you want to, but I'm not giving up. I'm going all the way in. I've come too far. I've come too far. You've come too far. I prophesy consistently, consistently, which means every day, every day your confession is, I'm debt free. Every day your confession is, and my kids are saved. Every day your confession is, and my house is in order. And every day, watch me, and every day your confession is, everything I need comes and finds me. And then the next day, when it looks like everything you need left you, you get back up and look right back at them bones and say, and everything I need is going to find me. I pray for your consistency tonight. Come on, Atlanta, I'm done. I pray for your consistency tonight. You cannot let your crisis mess with your consistency. You cannot let your challenge mess with your consistency. Your consistency is about to make you a conqueror. Your consistency is about to make you a conqueror. Can you touch somebody's shoulder say, you will be consistent? So watch what happens. It's a prayer. Watch what happens. First thing that happens after he's consistent, there's a sound. And this sound you think is good news, but pay attention. The Bible actually, in Hebrew, the word sound there means complaining. So the first thing that happens when I become consistent is somebody begins to complain. First thing that happens when you become consistent is now all of a sudden, watch me, now your family got all this stuff to say. Now your friends got all this. You different. Baby, that's the point. I 
ain't trying to be the same me that I was a year ago. If I'm the same, something's wrong because that means I'm still in the valley. There was a sound. There was a sound. And for some of you, watch me, I pray that you ignore the complaints. I pray that you ignore the complaints. And for some of you, you complaining about yourself. You're complain- you the one making the sound. You're complaining about your life. You're saying, God, I've been doing right and I'm not seeing right. I've been doing the right thing and I'm not seeing the right things happening. This is normal. Look at me. This is part of a valley experience. And God is the one that directed you to this experience, which is why you can't rebuke him. This is why no matter how many times you say, and I rebuke the devil, nothing changes. You know why? Because the devil doesn't direct the valleys. God directs the valleys. Ready? There was a sound complaining. Next, and there was a rattling. There was a, there was a rattling. There was, there was, there was a rattling. Wretched looking thing. There was a rattling. There was a rattling. Somebody say there was a rattling. Come on, say it like you can say you like from the south now. Come on, say it was a rattling. And so look at the verse. Verse says, and there was a rattling. Rattling in Hebrew means there was confusion. So the moment I become consistent, there's complaining. And now there's confusion. Sometimes the confusion ain't around me, it's in me. I don't know if I'm supposed to do this. I don't know if I'm supposed to do that. I don't know if I'm supposed to do this. I don't know if I'm supposed to do that. And all this complaining is making me think whether or not my consistency is worth it. And all of these challenges is making me wonder if my consistency is worth it. Am I talking to anybody where right now there was some confusion you walked in here with? Confusion just means I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do next. God is about to give you clear instructions right now. You are going to know exactly what to do, exactly when to do it, exactly how to do it. I come against confusion. God is not the author of confusion, but he's the God of order. Lift your hand, say, and I will not be confused. Then the Bible says, after I'm consistent, after complaining, after confusion, all of a sudden, it comes together. I'll talk over here because I got a good come on here right there. I'm coming for your come on here. You ready? After, watch me. I have three things that look, or two things that look negative. And after I go through the two things that look negative, all of a sudden, came to tell somebody, you're going to wake up and all of a sudden, I feel like preaching and prophesying right through here. All of a sudden, you're going to check your email. All of a sudden, you're going to check your text. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, would you just shake somebody's hand and tell them, say, all of a sudden, the doctor said you was going to die from it, but all of a sudden, we can't find it no more. Your son was in gangs, but all of a sudden, he's going to turn his life around. Your daughter was in a bad relationship, but sudden. Shout it again. Shout it again. Put a praise behind it, Atlanta. Look, look. And behold, rally and the bones came together. Just, I just remained consistent despite complaining and confusion. And then all of a sudden, my pain Myself, what was the same, my strength, my wood, what I've been building. All of a sudden, things just came together. 
I need you, and I know you got three more, touch your neighbors. Touch them on the shoulder. And say, get ready. Because in seven days, you will have an all of a sudden. Play with me if you want to. Play with me if you want to. You're going to run into this building next Sunday and say, oh, oh, I said, you just came together. The leg bone connected to the hip bone in the hip bone connected. It just came together. It came together. And your finances came together. And your money came together. And your mind came together. And your body, yaddy, yaddy, came Okay, but wait. But wait, there's more. I used to love watching infomercials. I used to love watching infomercials. And Ron Popeil. Ron Popeil was the best infomercial guy. And Ron Popeil, Ron Popeil, he had the, he had the, he had the, uh, uh, the dehydrator. Uh-huh. He had the pasta machine. I still want one of them pasta machines. Uh-huh. I ain't gonna cook. I just want one. Uh, ready? And and every time you thought it was over, you're like, that's a good deal. You know what they said? But wait. See, some of y'all, you're about to listen. You've known God as somebody vengeful toward you. You've known God as somebody trying to get you any moment for something you do. He's about to introduce you. You ready? To his glory. You ready? He's about to introduce you to his goodness. You're about to see a side of God that some of you have never experienced because you walked around thinking he's mad at you all the time. He's not mad. That's why he died and shed his blood. You're about to meet the God that says, that's my son right there. And I'm about to bless you. And wait a minute. When you think that I've done too much, I'm going to stop the program and say, but wait. There's more. Somebody say, but wait, there's more. You ain't just going to get out of debt. You're going to get your house out of debt, too. You're not just going to get a new car. You're going to get the lot. But wait, there's more. Here it is. The bones, the bones, bones came together. Bone to its bone. Bone to, go ahead, fix it. I keep doing it. Bone to its bone, which means how these bones know. How, I, I, look at me. I didn't tell them where to connect. Because the truth is, I don't really know the skeletal makeup that good to know the matter that I don't know about that. The hand bone connected to the arm bone. In other words, watch me. He will do for you what you don't know how to do for yourself. Because you're like, well, Bishop, the SBA said this, that this one said this, that this one said this. God says, I'm going to do for you. You don't even know that. Yeah. You don't know that. Yeah. Been the place that I've been. You don't know that. God says, I'm going to bring things together that you wouldn't even know how to arrange. You don't even have the hookups for this. You don't even, you don't even know how to put this together. But the bones came together, bone to its bone, which means it found its fit. And I need you to hear me clearly. I'm done. Watch me. You've struggled to find your fit for years. And I'm not just talking about people in relationships. You struggle. Where do I fit? Where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to do? How is this? Watch me. You are about to find your fits. Because the bone came to its bone, which means it knew exactly where it was supposed to go. And I need you to hear me. All things are coming together for you. Say, all things are coming together for me. 
What you were working on four months ago is about to come together now. What you were working on a decade ago is about to come together now. Look at verse 8. We got to go. But there was no breath in them, which means even though they came together, they were still incomplete. Think about God. God always does things in steps and stages. He never just does it all at one time. Even when in Genesis, he, he, he gave trees that produce seed, which means he says the seed will produce another tree, but I'm only making one tree. He never, ever did it all at one time. Even when he was creating everything, he did it in a sequence. And the day is a thousand years to the Lord. God said, I'm going to do this, and then we're going to move on to something else. I'm not doing it all at one time. Why? Because if I do it all at one time, watch me, it requires no faith for the next. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. If I do it all at one time, watch me, your worship is going to... If I do it all at one time, you're going to tell them you did it. And I need to make sure that what I do in your life can't nobody get the glory. Verse 8. But there was no breath in them. They were incomplete. Verse 9. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Can I jump here real quick? Everything has ears to hear. Okay, some of y'all just got totally lost. Let, 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 me, let me jump into Wednesday night just a little bit for you. Why would I prophesy to the breath? That's not a human. But everything has an ear. Because an ear is simply which sound and vibration uh, are heard or, and, and responded to, which creates balance and equilibrium. Let me keep it real simple. Everything that is in existence has an ear. Prove to you. In Genesis, what did God do? He spoke to the vegetation and he said, produce. And grass heard him and started growing. I don't like the way some of you are looking at me. Grass heard him and started growing. You're about to speak to some money. And some money's okay, y'all gonna talk. You're about to speak to some healing, and some healing's about to. I wish you'd open up your mouth and say, everything can hear me. You're about to speak to your future, and it's about to produce something for you. Ezekiel, do what worked again. And he said, son of man, everybody's saying we're done. Everybody's saying, he said, son of man, say to the breath, in the building and online, stand with me. He said, say to the breath, <laughs> say to the bill. Oh, say to the bill. Say to the child. Say to the situation. Say to your emotions. He said, he said, say something. He said, because Ezekiel, when you start speaking, you're about to start seeing. And I had to teach you consistency, Ezekiel. Speak to somebody that's going to write you a million-dollar check. You keep trying to figure out how to get loans. What if God wanted you to call in somebody that was just going to give you the money? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me? Y'all ain't going to say nothing? Ready? He, he said... He said, say to the breath. Say to the situation. Which means I can call in whatever I need. And here's your shout, verse 10. Look at your neighbor and say, here's your shout. All this stuff that I circled around, the same. Pains, self, strength, wood, all this stuff. It's cool that they came together, 
It's cool that they got breath, but we're still in the valley. So where are we finna go? Verse 10. And they live. Stop. They. I don't like the fact that your neighbor didn't get it. Let me back that thing. All this. When I got here, it was dead. When I looked at it last week, it was dead. When you looked at it last month, wasn't enough money to, okay. But all of a sudden, they lived, stood up on their feet. And Ezekiel, what you got out of a valley? You got an army now. Which means everything you need, where was it? In the valley. And I came to tell somebody tonight, I'm done. I want to prophesy and go home or to the hotel. I just need you to look at somebody and say, everything you need is in the valley. He sent you to a valley to get what you needed. He put you in a valley to get what you needed. And you're about to walk out not by yourself. Come behind me. Come behind me. Come on, come behind me. Come behind me. Come behind me. Come behind me. Come on. Come behind me. Come on. Come on. Help me out. Come on. You ready? Come on. That's all right. Come on. She got them heels on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. I need y'all pay attention. I need y'all pay attention. I need y'all pay attention. Come here. 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 Come and I pray quick healing for whatever this is in Jesus' name. Matter of fact, come here. You don't have time to be in this thing. So in the name of Jesus, I pray for a quick expeditious healing to manifest in your life. And I pray, God, that we would see quick healing to manifest in her ankle manifest in her foot and God I pray that what was blocked and stopped Father that you would turn it and turn it quickly for her now in the name of Jesus God let this be a healing that manifests we prophesy to her leg her foot her ankle and I need everybody in the building to shout be healed in Jesus name put a praise behind it like a show foot put a praise behind it like a show foot Put a praise behind it like it's your body. Put a praise behind it like it's your sister. Yo. Let's go. Wait a minute. 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 How did I come in the valley? By myself. Okay. How did I enter the valley? By myself. Who he put in the valley? Me. But when it's time to come out. Look at the screen. Put the verse up. But when it's time to come out, it ain't just me. I got an army. And it ain't just no regular army. These ain't the reserves. This is an exceedingly great army. I need you to touch somebody say everything you need. Tell them, say, it's in the valley. 
say, and you're about to have an army with you. You're about to have an army with you. Your credit gonna be right. Your body gonna be right. Your money gonna be right. Your family gonna be right. It's about to be a... Lift your hands, open your mouth, and worship God like you're about to walk out with an army. So, Father, I pray that you'd honor the recommitment. I pray, God, that you would begin to turn what was frustrating even seven days ago. And I pray, God, that you would lift it. Father, reminded that you're the God that heals. Reminded that you are the God that makes ways. Reminded that you are the God that opens doors. I pray now, Father, that there would be, by this time next week, all of a sudden, please open your mouth in this building and online say, all of a sudden, things are coming together. In Jesus' name. Touch the shoulder of the person on your left and your right. We got to go. Touch the shoulder of the person on your left and your right. Say, in Jesus' name. All of a sudden, things are coming together for you. You've been consistent despite complaining and despite confusion. So all of a sudden, things are coming together for you. Say in Jesus' name. Say your tears are about to shift into joy. You're about to see the rewards of your faithfulness. You're going to see the rewards of your consistency. Father, I pray for a fresh touch right now. God, I need you to revive, restore, reignite. Father, I need you to do for her now, God, what hasn't happened in a while, God. I pray, God, that from the top of her head, from the sole of her feet, God, in Jesus' name, God, set her on fire. Come on, I need you to lift your hands, worship God in this building. And don't Can I just get you to pray in the Holy Ghost? Just give me two minutes. If you don't know what that means, that's cool. You just pray in English. You just pray in English. And the Lord says he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And your seek tonight will be rewarded. Your seek tonight will be rewarded. Your seek tonight will be rewarded. And every ounce of heaviness that tries to creep up, we block that now in the name of Jesus. I heard the Lord say that what he showed you years ago is going to begin to take shape for you between now and the end of this year. Everybody shout, all of a sudden, it's coming together. All of a sudden, it's coming together for you. Every gift, every talent, every skill, every ability. I pray now that it be stirred up on the inside of you. Holy Ghost, I need you to rest in a way that's fresh. In a way that she's yearned and desired. You are the God that quenches our thirst. You said you fill those that hunger and thirst after righteousness sake. And for that we say thank you. In Jesus' name. Can I get you to lift both of your hands? Can I get you to lift both of your hands? You're going to have three all of a sudden. Three different areas of your life. 
are going to come together for you. One, you've been working on for a while. Two, are going to seemingly be out of nowhere. Three of them are going to manifest for you. Everybody shout three. I said shout three. Three of them are going to manifest for you. One in October, one in November, one in December. Your seek has so moved God tonight that he says you're going to see exactly why he withheld, exactly why he would not permit what you were believing and asking him for before. But starting tonight, starting tonight, starting tonight. So let me teach you how to respond when I'm speaking to people. You got to worship God like I'm talking to you. You got to worship God like I'm speaking to you. I'm going to keep it very generic over the mic. But starting tonight, starting tonight, starting tonight, starting tonight, you're not even going to go back to where you come from the same way. Starting tonight, starting tonight, starting tonight, I heard the Lord say he's sending some backup with you tonight too. You're about to have angels that are coming to your aid. And they're going to begin to respond to your words. Psalm 103 and 20. And they hearken unto the voice of the Lord God Almighty. And starting tonight, you're going to see that manifest in your life. And we thank you that it is so. Now, in Jesus' name, I need you to praise God for her. Listen, everybody stand with me. Stand, stand. How many of you can be honest? You'd be like, Bishop, I'm in a valley right now. I'm in the valley right now. That's a lot of hands. So here's what we're going to do. Can you just lift them? Just might get tired of lifting my hands. I'm so glad that we don't worship you. When you lift your hands, there's two words. One is toda, one is yada. One means to release, one means to receive. That means there's something you're releasing, but there's also something you're receiving tonight. Say, Lord, I release my frustration with this valley. Say, I release this aggravation with this valley. And I receive your revelation of this valley. Everything I need, it's been in this valley. But I heard my word tonight. It's waiting on me to say something. So I say to this valley, give me everything you owe me. Release everything you owe me. Effective immediately. Effective immediately. Effective immediately. Effective immediately. Effective immediately. Right here, right here, right here. Lift your hands.
I have you worshiping for just a second? something loud and clear and I just have to do this say obey God Bishop for some of you your discouragement has been really really low it's been really low for a couple of you the enemy is even trying to throw suicide in front of your face 
but we're about to shut that down tonight. I said, we're about to shut that down tonight. For those of you where your valley's been really low, I need you to get right to me at the base of this stage. No guilt, no condemnation. Don't you worry about nobody else. But if your valley's been low, you come get to me right now. I got to pray for you and we got to go. For those of you online, I need you to stretch your hands. Somebody online, your name is Walter. Walter, a miracle's about to hit your house right now. I don't know who you are. Your name is Walter. For those of you at this altar, can you lift your hands? Those of you in the congregation, can you stretch your hands towards them? God, you are the God of valleys. You're the God that gets us through valleys. And I pray right now, God, that everything they need, they would get it out of this valley that they've been in. And I pray that the enemy would be rebuked in their minds. That they will live and not die. And they will declare the work of the Lord. They will declare the work of the Lord. They will declare the work of the Lord. And all things will work together for their good. I pray right now, Father, that the anointing, I'm about to lay my hands. You said the anointing will break the yokes. A yoke is a connection with something which means whatever they're connected to that's pulling them down, that's depressing them, that's frustrating them, that's aggravating them, God, when I lay my hands, come on up, singers, when I lay my hands, God, I pray that that thing be broken tonight in the name of Jesus. And I pray that whatever thoughts of suicide, whoever that is, that that be broken tonight in the name of Jesus. And they will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Lift your hands, open up your mouth, say it in Jesus' name. Jesus. Everything that I need. Say it's in the valley, and the valley's working for what my good. Say, I'm coming out of this low place. I'm coming out of this low place in Jesus' name. Now, Father, break the yoke now in Jesus' name. Father, break the yoke now in Jesus' name. Father, break the yoke now in Jesus' name. And I pray that every creative gift and skill and talent and ability that it would be you would not give up, that you would not throw in the town. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that the yoke is broken right now. And your greatest is not behind you, but it's ahead of you. And your greatest is not behind you, but it is ahead of you. In Jesus' name, Father, I speak life. And you're about to have a new revelation. You're about to understand exactly why what you wanted to happen did not happen. And you're going to see clearly like you've not seen. And you're going to walk with power like you've not walked in. I heard the Lord say, you've been asking for that old joy back. This ain't going to be old. This is going to be something new. Something new is about to be born in your life. In Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that the yoke be broken. I pray that the yoke be broken. I pray that the yoke be broken. You mean something to God. And while people maybe don't see it and have not seen it, and it's even made you question yourself, the Lord says to you, you mean something to him.
on, lift your hands. You gotta go. Sit in the valley. Come on, lift your hands. Say it. It's in my valley. Make it personal. It's in my valley. It's in my valley. What I need. What I need. It's in my valley. You say it. Come on, Atlanta. Say it, y'all. It's in my valley. Speak it, y'all. Tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at in this building or online, tonight is your night. When I count to three, you're going to slip your hand up in the building online. You're going to do the hand baby emoji or say it's me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Mr. Bowman, I don't know. That means you need to be sure. There's nothing wrong with being sure tonight. There's a few of you in this building where God says, I brought you here tonight to draw you back to me. And if that's you, on three, you slip that hand up. Online, do the hand baby emoji. Just send me one, two, three. If that's you, you slip that hand up in this building. Online, I see you. I see you. God bless you. Online, I need you to do the hand baby emoji. Just send me. Harvest, we're a church that celebrates when people come to the Lord. Everybody, quickly pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall, let me hear you say, if I fall or if I fail, get me right back up again. Get me right back up again. I need you to say that thing like you about to walk out of church with a new joy. Say, get me right back up again. Say that thing like you're not going to be depressed. You're not going to have anxiety. You're not going to be scared. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life.
To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.